Hmm, Napoleon Bonaparte, a brilliant general and a passionate lover with Josephine. But what were her zigzags, and what made him eventually hate sex? I'm Patty Steele. Not tonight, Josephine. Next on The Backstory. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Well, if we're being honest, we all have stuff in our lives that drive us crazy. Maybe it's a job, a difficult relationship, or love interest. Or honestly, it can just be the state of this crazy world we live in. For me, it's all three of those things at times. A lot of times it's not a big deal, but in the moment, it sure feels like it is, right? So how do you come to terms with those stressors and not let the negativity weigh you down? For me, therapy has always been a haven where I can open up, talk about what's eating at me, and trust that this person will be honest, understanding, and discreet. Therapy isn't just for folks who've had major trauma. It's for you and me, so we can be at peace and become the best version of ourselves. When I connected with a terrific therapist at BetterHelp, she asked some on-point questions, and I actually heard myself working through some of the issues I'd kept bottled up. What a relief. If you've considered therapy, I can't recommend BetterHelp enough. It's completely online, so it's convenient, flexible, fits your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a short questionnaire. You'll be matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no extra charge. Take it from me. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Backstory today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot Backstory. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The backstory is back. Napoleon Bonaparte, top of mind, of course, with the new Joaquin Phoenix flick. We know he craved unlimited power, which actually eventually brought him down. But what kind of a guy was he? He began his rise to power at a really young age, even before the French Revolution. He had a really clear vision of what he thought was right for France in the aftermath of the revolution itself. He believed that the nation had become over-sexualized. When he was young, Napoleon wasn't what you would call a romantic guy. At 18, he lost his virginity to a prostitute. The next morning, he wrote about it like it was some sort of a scientific experiment. He had picked her up on a cold evening in Paris, and he said, I looked at her. She stopped, not with the impudent air common to her class, but with a manner that was quite in harmony with the charm of her appearance. He says he walked in a garden with her, and he asked her if there wasn't an occupation more suited to her health, to which she replied, no, sir, one must live. Then he asked her how she lost her virginity, and she said, a soldier spoiled me. He asked if that upset her, and she said very much so. 
After that, he says he brought her back to her rooms so she could satisfy her desire. Interesting that he says her desire, no mention of his own. Around the same time, while in military school, he wrote an article titled, A Dialogue on the Nature of Love. And he basically said that sex and love were a distraction and incredibly harmful to society. But all of that changed a number of years later when he met Josephine. Now, at that point, he was already fairly famous as a military leader and had been made a general at the age of just 24. When he married Josephine, he was 26, she was 32, and the widow of an aristocrat who was beheaded during the French Revolution. They had an insanely passionate relationship from the get-go. A lot of their love letters still survive and are, mm, let's just say, X-rated. He would tell her not to bathe until he returned from battle, and he'd talk about how they'd welcome each other. She was pretty accomplished on that front, and she returned his erotic letters with her own, although, much to his disappointment, she wrote far fewer letters to him than he did to her. He was kind of like an anxious kid, writing her every day, sometimes several times a day. Biographers and historians say Josephine did something in bed called zigzags, but they've been unable to figure out exactly what that was. I guess kind of like the move with the swirl on Seinfeld. But they say in his salty but sexy letters to her, Napoleon had a pet name for Josephine's private parts, referring to that region as the Baron de Keppen. Nobody has been able to figure out that one either. Who was that guy? Problem is, Josephine was sexually voracious, and she began cheating on Napoleon within weeks of their marriage while he was away at war. He found out and figured he'd fight fire with fire, and he began the first of his many as 22 love affairs during his marriage. When he was home, he realized he could not keep up with her sexual needs. Legend has it, he told friends, he often had to turn her down saying, not tonight, Josephine. By this time, even though he had fought against the monarchy and the revolution, he wanted unlimited power and had crowned himself emperor. Problem is, he wanted an heir to his throne, and although Josephine had two children with her first husband, it appeared she was unable to have any more. Napoleon didn't appear to be the problem on that front since he had those illegitimate children, anywhere from two to eight. Between the lack of a baby and her cheating, Napoleon decided it was time to move on. They separated just four years after their wedding, but stayed close. He finally had the marriage annulled years later so he could remarry and have a legitimate heir. He did have plenty of illegitimate kids running around, as we said. But all of this upset brought him full circle to his original stance on sex. He introduced a new code in France called the Code Napoleon. Part of it claimed sex was disruptive to society and men's minds. It set strict limits on sex in French society, and because Napoleon believed women needed to be controlled, thank you very much, Josephine, it actually gave women in France fewer rights than children had and established complete supremacy of the husband over the wife. Eventually, especially because they couldn't have children, Napoleon had the marriage annulled, and he immediately married a 19-year-old Austrian duchess, Marie-Louise. But she wasn't Josephine. His power as emperor seemed to begin to diminish with Josephine gone. When he lost his throne in 1814 and was exiled to Elba, 
Marie Louise took their son and fled to Austria. They never saw each other again. Napoleon and Josephine's love affair never really ended. When she died in 1814, they say her final words were Bonaparte, Elba, the King of Rome. And when Napoleon, still in exile but now on a remote island in the Atlantic called St. Helena, died in 1821, his last words were said to be, France, the army, head of the army, Josephine. I'm Patty Steele. The Backstory is a production of iHeartMedia and Steel Trap Productions. Our producer is Doug Fraser. Our executive producer is Steve Goldstein of Amplify Media. We're out with new episodes twice a week. Thanks for listening to The Backstory, the pieces of history you didn't know you needed to know. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's better H-E-L-P. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today.